Hello, and welcome to Madness in the Method, the podcast where we exclusively talk about Nicolas Cage. We go through his his movies and his illustrious, sometimes strange, career. And in this episode, we are talking about uh, one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies, uh, Vampire's Kiss. I say one of my favorites. Spoilers, I think it's my favorite of his. But we'll get to that, we'll get to that, sorry. Um, with me, as always, is my friend and trusted co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. And yes, let's begin talking about Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah, just to just to um, uh, explain why I, I might have sounded a little weird in the beginning, we already talked about Vampire's Kiss before this, just before this. Um, but you haven't heard that, maybe, uh, unless you've listened to that before this we made a commentary track is what i'm trying to say we just <laughs> saw the movie um and we recorded a commentary track that will be that will be up on patreon uh just as a regular commentary track uh like we do sometimes uh like once a month um but now we're also going to record an episode for the official madness in the method podcast so uh apologies if if, if we if we if we or at least i will say if i sound a little weird because we just we just talked about this hmm. um uh, so, yeah yeah uh <laughs> so I, I think we're gonna first start with uh you had obviously seen this movie before oh yes i yeah. had seen it a long long time ago uh even even already made uh youtube content about yeah. it please so, check that out on my youtube just- channel because you like this movie so much. Uh, when yes. did you see this movie first time? Do you uh, remember? Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but I know I saw it um, around the time I made the video. I think I saw it because I had I had read about it as you know one of the craziest performances ever, um, and I, th- I think the earliest reference I have is is uh, um, I don't watch his videos anymore because I don't I don't I don't enjoy them. Chris Stockman on YouTube mm. had when he talked about especially bad movies, he called it hilariosities or something like that. And in the intro to those videos, he had the ABC scene from Vampire's Kiss. Oh. So I don't know if it stems from that. I watched a video he made about it. I just know that I watched it and I was so uh, taken aback by the movie that I started researching it and made a a fifteen minute video mm. essay about it. Uh, and when you saw this the first time, were you, was it instantly you fell in love with it, or did it take a few watch? Or no, I was I was instantly I was just like, this is amazing, I love it, I need to know more, and I started okay. researching. Yeah, it was it was it was uh, uh, unlike Peter Lowe, I knew it was love from from the moment I set <laughs> eyes on it. Yeah, so I saw this movie uh, for the first time uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Before, because we decided quite early on that we needed to do a commentary track of this movie. Yeah, specifically uh, for this one, yes. because of the strangeness. And uh, I have done, we have done uh, blind commentary tracks before, uh, yeah. where, where I at least was was going completely blind, and I wasn't really happy with those. So I decided to watch the movie uh, beforehand, a, f- a few weeks before, so it wasn't super fresh in my mind, but at mm. least I've seen it before we did the commentary track. Yeah. And um, it's I have, we've talked about this movie a lot, because again, it's, it's one of your favorites, or, or even even your favorite movie. Of yeah. Cage, so <laughs> we, we mentioned it a lot. Uh, so I hadn't seen it uh, for no real reason, more than I just 
never got around to it. Mm. But I had it. Even though you always say I'm not gonna hype it, but yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I, I was pretty hyped. <laughs> it was it was a running theme each time we recorded and after we've done recording and we went through the list. It was like, oh, we're almost down to Vampire's Kiss. Yes. I don't want to hype it too much, but it's pretty good. <laughs> but it is the best <laughs> one in the time. entire list. Uh, yeah. So so uh, yeah, I had I had some. Um, I had I was going in with some 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 high hopes, uh, but also since I knew people uh, really uh, labeled this as a so bad it's good movie, I was mm-hmm. also also apprehensive. So it's yeah, and I think that was a perfect combination to go into this movie. Okay, because uh, I was I was able to uh, not take the silly bits too seriously. Uh, because of the reputation the movie have, but I also yeah. could go in with a, a analytic uh, reviewer kind of mindset because of what you said. Okay. Uh, so I I could get both aspects without being too uh, taken aback by anything. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, and I went into it, and uh, yeah, we're gonna go to the we're gonna come to that. But uh, as I said several times now, uh, it's it's definitely a movie. Yeah, 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 we we try to avoid. I I try to avoid asking that when we made the commentary yeah. track, but I'll ask you now. What did you think of it? Just what did well, you think of it? Uh, overall, I think it's a a very interesting movie. It's uh, if you like to analyze movies, you should definitely see it. Uh, oh, yeah. It has. Uh, I said that at the end of the commentary track, but I'm going to repeat myself uh, for those who haven't watched that one uh, or listened to it. Uh, it's. It's a very normal movie, which is uh, not, I wouldn't say expertly made, but it's it's uh, it's competent. It's, yeah, competently crafted movie mm-hmm. uh, with a very over the top and very crazy Nicolas Cage in the center of it. But everything else is a sort of a regular movie. Yeah, and that's oh, yeah. <laughs> a very interesting uh, just dynamic between those two of. Uh, normal actors doing a fine job against Nicolas Cage doing something else. <laughs> it's the best, <laughs> yeah. best way to describe it. He's yes. not bad. He's not good. He's just... It's different. He, it's this thing that we usually say about weird actors that they are like a, an alien who have watched movies but didn't really understand what was going on. Yeah, they're not quite sure how to act human. Yeah, and that's sort of what he does in this movie. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. entrancing to watch. So uh, I oh, yeah. I recommend it. I can't say if it's a good movie or a bad movie, but it's um it's interesting. You should watch it. That's Yeah, it's it's truly a a piece of art. Yeah. Cuz you you can't say it's good or bad, but it definitely is. <laughs> it, 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 it's definitely um, a movie. That's oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, as we talked about, uh, it's uh, in the commentary track. It's it has a lot of good and interesting ideas, but I think they oh, have yeah. too many of them. Uh, it's it it can't really decide which of them they're going for. No, that's and, tr- and that that's true. That's, that's something I I, uh, I I I had I hadn't thought of it like that before. But during the commentary track, what you said definitely made sense. Because I I went when I made my video about it ways back. I went. I mean, like I said before, way too deep. I went like there's the surface level stuff. There's the subtext stuff, and then there's just the, there's the too deep stuff. I went past that. Mm. Um, I dug too deep. 
and 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 came out with too many too many uh, ideas and theories about the movie. Um, but that that for me that worked because I went beyond what was too much. So I still, I, I you know it was still enjoyable. But it's definitely went, like if you, if you try to analyze it and and go too deep, it will be like oh it's it's just a bunch of ideas. There's nothing there's nothing concrete to it. And yeah. I I agree to that because the sur- like we said before. The surface level stuff, the actual story of the movie, it's kind of uh, eh. eh, whatever, yeah. kind of. It's fine. So for, it really, for... it really hinges on Nicolas Cage's performance. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's just for the people who haven't watched it. Uh, just quickly summarizing the movie, I think, without spoiling yes, too yes. much, because I don't think you can really spoil it too much. Not but really. It is about a guy, a juppy, uh, like middle management, maybe a little above middle management guy in the 80s uh having the suits having the nice apartment having all having money and those things and going out every night and hooking up with girls Uh, he's uh he's patrick bateman yeah more or less yeah um except i i would say less stable uh mentally but but then one night he hooks up with a girl and she bites him during sex and then he he turns into a vampire, and uh, that's the movie. Uh, it's basically him uh, be- becoming more of a vampire or becoming more uh, entranced in this madness uh, that he thinks he becomes a ma- vampire. Yeah, but just... I'm going to leave that to interpretation if he actually becomes a vampire or if he just thinks he becomes a vampire, but that's sort of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. There's no real twists and turns and no interesting narrative choices really during the movie um but no not on the surface level no again and on the surface level but because of how the director directs it and how Nicolas Cage acts and <laughs> some of the I I don't know how much of it is in the script yeah um, I don't know either I haven't read I haven't read the script and and from what I know the the writer uh Joseph Minion he hasn't really I haven't heard anything where he was like, oh, they ruined my script or anything, so... I did read somewhere that it's it's quite big rewrites was made on set. Oh, oh yeah, that, yeah, um, I, I know about that, yeah, that they, what about this instead, you know, yeah, they were shooting, they, yeah. Yeah, but that seems more more like, this, this will be an interesting or cool thing more than mm. uh, let's change what the script means. Oh, sure, yeah. So uh yeah I I definitely think that the in the script uh the whole vampirism thing is a metaphor for something that you can interpret it several different ways but it's not a it's not a straightforward vampire movie I mean it is but it's also a metaphor for something that's well, definitely I'm I'm pretty sure that's in the script I would say this movie goes more um cuz that's another movie that I think is uh quite similar in in some ways uh the original well I think it's the original at least um Wolfman, from like the 50s or 40s. With uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, exactly, yeah. that one. Because that movie, I don't know if you know that. But, uh, that I've, I've, seen, I've seen it once when I was like 12, so I, okay. I, don't, don't quote me on anything. Because okay. <laughs> that movie, t- it's, yeah, he, it's, a, it's a person, uh, quite of a uh, rich person, I think he is. Uh, mm. And he gets bitten, no, he gets cursed by, by a gypsy and becomes a werewolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, according to the script, the original version of the script, they were never going to show the Wolfman his transformation. Oh. 
okay. Because the movie was made to be ambiguous if, is he just going crazy and killing people, or is he actually becoming a wolfman? But mm. the studio said, because it's like the 50s, uh, they say, come on, we need a monster hit picture, we need the, the wolfman. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they made it very uh, unambiguous in the movie. And I think this uh, Vampire's Kiss did like their verse of that. Uh, where they made it, is he become a vampire or is he not? Uh, but they made it more leaning towards he actually becomes crazy. Oh sure, yeah, but I, that uh, but the the company the the production company did just want a vampire movie. Oh yeah, yeah, um, but th- that uh, didn't. They were the same way, like oh, what is this crazy movie? No, recut it, <laughs> turn it into a regular vampire movie. That's yeah, the problem. I, I was... with, that's the problem with the producers. They have all the money to make great movies, but they just want to make crap movies all the time. Uh, true. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but but I think that's that's quite interesting that it's it's sort of the same plotline if if you take a very big step back, um, but it's, it's very similar to a person thinking he becomes a uh, creature of the night. Uh, oh and, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them w- was forced to be very uh, unambiguous about if he's crazy or if he's real and. The other one is same, but reversal. Because it's very... Uh, I think it's hard to watch this movie and actually think he becomes a vampire. Even yeah. though it's possible. It's possible, but I, I think it's hard. It, it is It is hard because of certain aspects of the movie. Mm. The fact that... Uh, he, he like the, big, the biggest thing, he doesn't ever get the fangs. He has to buy yeah. plastic fangs yeah. to, become, to become a, uh, a vampire. I just, <laughs> I just because we're still still a lot of what we're talking about doing the commentary track and still going on in my head. It's like, oh, that's another angle. Uh, once again, very, very, very small, and it's really just only because of the teeth that there is there is like a, a, a little a little bit of like um, uh, like a like a like a transsexual subtext to it that he wants to be a vampire. So he has to go to he has to do like but he he isn't a vampire so he has to make himself a vampire. I was just thinking about the, the scene where he puts the teeth in, and it's almost like you can see it in his face. It's almost like orgasmic to him. I think I think you're going too deep again. I'm going yeah, too I, deep. I know, I know, but it's just a <sighs> bing. Oh wait, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. As, as we t- talked about during uh, during the commentary track and, and uh, mentioned it, that you have made a, a video about this. Um, yes. You, you, you. I think you need to remake that video. I really do think that. Uh, so it's gonna be hard to rewrite that script, but you have a lot of new but, ideas, it seems, since then. Yeah, but do do you think I need to remake that because the ideas I had in that video were were too out there, or like, do I have to rein it in? No, or should no, I no. just add no. all the new ideas? No, no, add new, add more. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> just yeah, go maybe deeper. I'll do a sequel. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, uh, we, we talked about American Psycho. Uh, I mm. read the, in the trivia uh, that apparently mm. Christian Bale used this performance as a baseline <gasps> for his Patrick wow. Bateman. That's fucking perfect then. Because <laughs> I, I, I referenced uh, when I made the video uh, and when we did the commentary track, I referenced American American Psycho. Yeah, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I, there are a lot of similarities between the characters. Uh, oh, yeah. Both in the script and both how they are acted, except that, uh, again, 
Nicolas Cage version is not able to keep the mask on while Christian Bale's character is mostly the only the mask. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are the, uh, extreme similarities. Uh, oh yeah, and I mean even even in American Psycho, he goes. Uh, even if that's, I think that's just a dream sequence. He goes fully insane and starts like shooting people in the street. Um, just like in this one, he starts just running through the street, screaming, "I'm a vampire! Please kill me!" <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> my girlfriend broke up with me. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Please vampire. kill me! Please kill me! Come on, kill me! <laughs> yeah. Oh, the sun! <laughs> this is the end. It's that's another thing. Uh, um, it's uh, why, why people should watch. It is infinitely quotable. Oh, oh my yes. god! Well, fuck you, sister. <laughs> Such a weird. Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, this is all over the place. Where were we? Uh, um, we, we were just talking about the movie. We, we weren't anywhere. I think. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um. Uh. Um. Well, that was one thing we saved from the commentary track. We didn't do any commentary track. Let's talk. Let's talk more specifically about Nicolas Cage's performance because it yes. is the Nicolas Cage podcast. So. Correct. So, uh, I I say I I do de- I do dec- de- declare <laughs> this is the first time that uh, out of the movies that we've seen. I mean, because we're going in chronological order. This is the first time he goes full rage cage. Oh yeah. There have been like little scenes, little snippets here and there before that. Mm. But this is fully unhinged. Yeah, it's like if you take the, the two most rage cage up until this point, it has been that for if there's anyone out there that actually watches all the movies that we watch going on. <laughs> uh, that's in the last movie Moonstruck when they first introduce him in the bakery. Oh yes, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> so that that scene, just that performance, combined with his uh, when he screams in the car in Valley Girl, when he just screams to people oh, in the yes. streets and say, "Hey, hey, it's you!" What? Those <laughs> two performances together, and then put them on like max volume. That's the entire this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and there's a little, a little bit of it in, in uh, Peggy Sue got married because he's like doing a weird voice and. Kind of oh, yeah. acting strangely, but yeah, this is turned up to not eleven, but twelve, thirteen. Yeah, and it actually it works great in this movie because it's well, it is a character who, as 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 talked about before, that it, he he turns into he thinks he turns into a vampire or or he turns into a vampire, mm-hmm. but he all his mannerisms, his way of 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 uh, existing sort of stems from. No knowledge about vampires. That he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does a weird voice and has this uh, sort of crooked back and and hunched over look because he saw Nosferatu once. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the only time like vampires, other than him talking about it, it's the only time they're referenced. Like oh. all he knows about vampires is Nosferatu, and yeah, he yeah. looks just like Count Orlog. <laughs> yeah, and, and that it works. End. It works great for a. In, in the performance that he is a he is a person who tries to act as something he doesn't understand and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it. so his Nicolas Cage the actor's weird over the top very eccentric acting it works in the story 
Oh yeah, because oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it seems like the the character would act in that weird way. Uh, so if we think about like yeah, Peggy Sue when he did the weird voice, for example, or mm. Moonstruck. I, I had a big issue with his introduction, Moonstruck. Cause I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I, <laughs> I was like, this is not believable. Nobody would act in this way. Especially if we put it in the context of the rest of the movie, it doesn't really make sense. No, Why yeah, it's a very, very straightforward romantic comedy, and then you have Nicolas Cage all up in it. Yeah, but in <laughs> this movie, it works because yes. that's the story that this person is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. And what I, what I also think, like, I haven't seen every Nicolas Cage movie, but all of all the Nicolas Cage movies I've seen, just like you mentioned. In Peggy Sue, we talked about this in the Peggy Sue episode. Please check that out. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Patreon. Um, uh, we talked about how the director... Uh, oh my god. Francis Ford Coppola. I almost said Roman Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola tried to like... Or the producers wanted Coppola to kind of rein him in a little bit. And he did rein him in a little bit. And that's been kind of a thing... I'm pretty sure we've mentioned that in other mo- movies as well. That he feels a little reined in. Mm. Here in Vampire's Kiss, Robert Bierman, the director, he was him and Nicolas Cage basically got together and said, "Let's let's experiment with this movie." Bef- before they started shooting, there was literally a dis- discussion they had over lunch, like we're gonna we're gonna experiment and fi- you know find the the quirky stuff in this movie. And he Robert Bierman just lets Nicolas Cage go. There are no reins on him, and. That's why we have, like, the most Nicolas Cage performance ever. Yeah, and I, I think in his career, so far at least, we, we'll see what happens after this movie, but yeah. so far it seems like this is what he needed. He needed one movie where he can just <coughs> fucking go insane. Because yeah. uh, the scene where he breaks the room, you you said before that uh, he, he didn't even rehearse it. He just went oh, yeah. ballistic and... Throwing glass tables around. And yeah, another place. All, all the furniture and all the lamps, all the glass was actual glass. So he potentially like cutting himself up. He didn't care. He just went for it. Yeah, and the scene where he ate, ate a cockroach. It's actually him eating actual live cockroach, and that was yeah. his idea apparently. Yeah, and it's just he needed this outlet because we we've seen him. Yeah, Pegasus was a perfect example where he actually fought with. Producers and directors that I want to do this, and they say, "Come yeah. on, you can't do that." And they say, yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna. And I think he needed this. A director said, "You know what? Do whatever the fuck you want. It's gonna be fun." It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and and from here on, we'll see if this this helps him to rein himself in. Yeah, uh, yeah, like like yeah, because here he had his outlet. Now we can. He can calm down. Yeah, 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 exactly. If you can look back and see these things worked, this thing did didn't work. Let's try to make a. Now I can create a a a, a great performance. He has done great performances before this, but you know what I mean. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he he's done. He's go, he's going to spoilers for the future. He's going <laughs> to do great performances again. Yeah. Um. Even Oscar uh, winning performances. So. Yeah, but if we we watched the. Uh, most of the movies during his, um, the, well, the the ones I've seen at least from his yeah. when he's he's at at the top of the world around the nineties, oh, yeah. yeah, late nineties, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's there we can see him 
sort of reading himself in and, and finding when he can act Nicolas Cage and when he can oh, yeah. act as a oh, yeah. normal human being. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, we're running ahead here, but like his character in The Rock, is, I think, yeah. is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Because he's pretty, pretty normal, but there are some weird quirks with that character yeah. um, that only Nicolas Cage could do. And I think this is a, a pivotal moment in his career when he can just, yeah, test the boundaries, see how far he can yeah. go. And go then, nuts, yeah. yeah. And then use that going forward. So um, Definitely. It, it's a but very interesting performance. What I what I would love to see, and there are, there are some movies later on, movies like Mandy, perhaps, um, but I would love to see this this completely unhinged Nicolas Cage, but in a in a better movie. Because, like we said, the 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 baseline, the surface level stuff in this movie, Vampire's Kiss, it's not great. It's fine. Yeah. Imagine if he was completely unhinged in not specifically, let's say, let's say leave. Well, he's leaving Las Vegas, but he's basically unhinged in that one. <laughs> but like a, a a a real quality movie. So I think we have one. It's at it's at the end because it's a movie that came out like two years ago. So that's oh. like maybe two years before we get to that point. But I yeah. I've heard I haven't seen it, but I've heard that in the the color of out of space or what's it called Col- color ah uh, yes a uh, color out of space yeah yeah that he in that movie uh, his character is going insane. That's that's part of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I, I I've seen it, and there oh. are de- there are definitely unhinged scenes in that one, but yeah, it's and... nowhere close to this. Oh, okay, okay, because he's he's stated in an interview I saw that he the he imagined that his character in that movie's father is the guy from Vampire's Kiss. Oh, okay, I didn't that, know cause, that because he talks about his father. I I in the movie. Yes, and his yes, father yes. was kind of a weird guy, kind yes. of abusive, and and he, in Nicolas Cage's mind that was. Uh, this guy from this movie, whatever it's called. Uh, sure, Peter. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk more about that. Yeah, in about yeah, yeah a year and a half. But <laughs> yeah, there are there are a lot of moments and a lot of scenes in that movie that are just insane. I mm. agree, I agree, but I, it's but maybe it's, it's not, not not quite on the level of, of this. Not enough. <laughs> it's pretty pretty damn close, but not quite. Yeah. All right. That's a good movie, though. That's a good movie. <laughs> I, I've heard a lot of good about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's like it's the uncut gems all over again. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this movie I'm going to see in two years. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, that's that, that's. Do you have anything else about his performance in this movie that we need to address? Um... Uh, 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 not no not not well there are like speci- specific things um mm-hmm. that I that I just enjoy like yeah we talked about some of the line deliveries there's so and all the, all the quotable lines from the movie are his Oh um, really it's, Oh yeah I think so. yeah well I guess the old lady in the bathroom what the fuck is going on that's a pretty good one <laughs> yeah. But I mean all all the all the the like lines are his like the ABC speech mm-hmm. or when he it's just, he when he's sitting in the cab waiting for the Alva character, with the little kid? It just says it's so weird. I I I I, 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 I don't really have much more to say than that. I, I I love his performance. I I I could watch this movie like every day but solely because of his performance. I could I could watch his performance every day, but I 
I couldn't watch the movie ever because <laughs> the story is again very not that interesting uh, on, on the face of it. Sort of. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, because he is, I think he is. No, he's not. But he's like in ninety nine percent of the scenes. There's a couple of scenes that he's not in. Mm. But other than that, he's in every scene. So for me, that's <laughs> fine. Even 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 we discussed the scene in the diner. Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense. Why it doesn't have any purpose? Still fine because when, once again, you can just quote his fucking grease hole. <laughs> um. So even that scene is is fine. And I, I mentioned that when we did the commentary track. I love every scene in this movie, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I'm not that sold on it, but uh, okay. uh, also I I found a, a it could be there's there's not a, an, an official statement on it, but I. I, I found a, maybe a reason why that diner scene is in the movie. Oh, okay. It's it's a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of... Uh, uh, like most things in this movie. <laughs> a bit of a leap. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I mean a leap for me to make this connection. But, uh, oh, okay, okay. So that set, that diner, it's an actual diner. Yeah. Which was used by Martin Scorsese in another movie. Oh, okay. So I was thinking so let's, maybe... Let's in this. Maybe... Someone on set was like, well, wouldn't it be cool if he used this set? Um, that, that could be it. Yeah, I mean, because it is a very... It doesn't have any purpose in it. No, it doesn't except, make sense. Except to see him scream at a waiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there is no there is no point to that scene. That's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, like in, in in the in in the story, there's no point to it. No. The only thing could be that he seems to react to the rain when he gets out of the diner, but then it doesn't make sense why he's in a diner. He should have been in the club that he was in before. Yeah, he's not in a diner any other place. In the no, because he's he's supposed to be like more upper class kind of. That's why we see him hang out in this nice Upper West Side apartment and the the clubs he's in, and the 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 fancy museums. But then, for some reason, he's having dinner in a greasy spoon diner. Like, why? Yeah, and and it's very yeah. early in the movie too. It's... Yeah, doesn't make sense. Because it could have made sense, like at the end when he's going, going around yeah. screaming on the streets. That it could have worked when then. When he's run out of money for some reason, yeah. even though he's still working technically. Yeah. He 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 ran out of money from because I think when he gets uh oh what's the um. The assistant called Vera. Alva. 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 Yeah. When he when he goes to Alva's house and and more or less tricks her back to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's a Friday. Yeah. 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 We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And the day after, logic states should be a Saturday. Uh. Yeah. And, I agree. <laughs> and, and so he worked. He, he still have a work. He hasn't been laid off or anything. It's just it's the day after is the weekend. And he worked the day before. But sure. now he has no money left for some apparent reason. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's the end of the month and the yeah. paycheck hasn't come yet or something. I we, don't know. We, but did, we, we didn't it's mention so weird. Uh, yeah. very quickly, but uh, that it could be that the movie uh that he is on drugs throughout the entire movie. Yeah, there are a few hints that he is on drugs. So he could have just spent all the money. And that's that's why he's going insane. He's on yeah. too much drugs. You know? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it could be just that he's on a on a like week long binge of 
drugs, <laughs> and that's why he doesn't have money left. I mean, it, it's yeah. possible in this movie. Um, oh, oh, yeah, definitely. He's just sitting in his apartment, uh, uh, popping ketamine and watching Nosferatu over and over again, and saying, <laughs> I am a vampire. I mean, if the director <laughs> uh, or, or Nicolas Cage came out and said that's what the movie's about, I would say, yeah, that's... Seems fair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at yeah. all. <laughs> so, uh, uh, just a last thing, Cardiac, uh, the actor. Have Have you read about the other actors that was considered for the role? Um, I know that. Oh, what's What's his name? Judd Nelson was yeah. in talks to do it, and they had, they had already decided. They had already picked Nicolas Cage, but then. The his agents was like were like no no you shouldn't do you shouldn't do a uh, silly movie like this just after Moonstruck mm. so he was like oh okay and then he he backed out so they they cast Judd Nelson but then Judd Nelson backed out or got another job or something there was so one... and then and then ja- Jack Nicholson <laughs> that's not his name Nicholas Cage called up and like no I want to do it and I'm yeah. like fine good <laughs> so Judd Nelson I could see him in this role it wouldn't it wouldn't be a good yeah. movie. It would have been no, a fairly boring the, movie, but it, yeah, it, it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. But I, I, but I can see it. Still. Oh sure, yeah. Um, but the other actor that's, I don't know. This is just a trivia on IMDb, so I don't know how how far they went in this. If okay. someone just said, "Oh, maybe this guy," or oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That, there was a list of ten people, and ooh, yeah. they were all. But, but this actor, I can't see any sane person think this would work, at all. Okay. Stallone. <laughs> no, 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 How? no! In, that would have been terrible. How in any world would that work with this script? It wouldn't. Uh, and this was this was shot in like eighty seven, eighty eight. Came out in eighty nine. That was when he was on the top of his like career. Yeah. His ego was the size of fucking the moon at that was point. That like um. Uh, it's just after Rocky Four, like he oh, was right. oh, yeah. on top of the world. Yeah, which which reflects very well in the movies he made at that point. They're all bad, basically. <laughs> I mean, I like some of them. I mean, I like them. Yeah. But uh, um, that that's that's a quickly just a tangent on so Stallone. Rocky is a great like um, it's a metaphor. The Rocky franchise is a metaphor for where he is, where Sylvester Stallone is in his career. Yeah. So, so the the fourth one is when he is on top because he's literally ending uh, the Cold War with a boxing match in that movie, um, and that came out like two two or three years before this. So that would have been around the time when he would have made this movie. That would have been such a strange movie because he wouldn't have gone crazy. He wouldn't have been this pathetic pigeon eating no. He uh, would have been just a vampire. It would have been Sylvester Stallone saying, hey, I guess I'm a vampire. And then you have sex yeah. with ladies. And go around being, well, as as Sylvester Stallone was back then, uh, this, in his own mind, suave, cool guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, because imagine, that's the same year. Imagine his character um, uh, from Tango and Cash. Yeah, that's name? exactly Ray, Ray, what I was Ray Tango. Yeah. yeah, imagine Ray Tango in Vampire's Kiss. That wouldn't Ugh. work at all. So again, what the I, fuck? I can't see how... This was even in any way considered, but it, it says it, I don't, no, he was I considered for the role. I, yeah, yeah, I can see why they considered him because he was because big. he was a big name. Yes, once again, producers don't really. I'm, I'm dragging all producers here. That's not fair. Not all, hashtag not all producers, but producers in general 
don't really care about the quality of the product. They just like, or like, who's right for the role? It's like, oh, he's he's a big name. We can just, we can put that on the poster and in the trailer. People go see Sylvester Stallone movie. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take back that trivia because I, I I now oh. saw there was another names that was also considered, and yeah, this is just a names of people who were big at the point at the time. Okay, there was also yeah, they- also John Travolta <laughs> and Schwarzenegger. Oh no. Okay. Well, you okay? Well, that's that's a perfect example. Yeah. So they had a bunch of people uh, on a list. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't like. No. They probably didn't audition anyone else than Judd no. Nelson and. Uh, so I. Nicholas Cage. I'm going to take back that trivia and just rest sure. on that trivia. It was a bad trivia. <laughs> but still, but still, these these actors who are completely wrong for the role and for the movie no. were still on a list. They were on some producer's mind. Yeah. And so it's just like, why, why? Yeah, I mean, at at least, uh, it feels like uh, it, it's very unusual that it happens that one of these completely wrong people, I mean, completely wrong people, get cast. That's true. In no, that's true. That's true. That's so, true. So at least that's because uh, I I can't really come up with any movies where it's just that yeah this person was completely wrong. No, I can't. Yeah, I can't say. Anything. I know that there are movies that are completely miscast, but I can't. Yeah. Um. Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say. Okay. To be fair, there are a lot of when there's miscast because of the chemistry of like romantic interest and things like that. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. not that the parts doesn't work for the person. Or do you have any no. good example? Um. Maybe it's not. Well, no. I think it's a pretty good example. Uh. uh almost everyone in Batman and Robin. George Clooney's terrible as Batman. Uh, Alicia Silverstone is terrible as Batgirl. I guess. I think she's uh, pretty good at Batgirl. But she doesn't. I don't know. She, she's badly written, but I think the actors actress is doing a good job. I think she, what maybe she, what, with what she's had. The biggest problem with because that's a movie that is the Batman Robin is just a movie that is wrong on. Like the most basic of levels, <laughs> that you can't build anything good on it. It doesn't matter the casting. You could cast sure. anyone; it would be, still be wrong casting. Yeah, yeah, okay. No person yeah, sure. could take that role. No, you're you're right. It's not that she is miscast, but I know everyone in the movie was just cast because they were popular at yeah. the time. She she had just made Clueless, which was like. Not the biggest movie ever, but it was a huge success. Mm. So Alicia Silverstone was hot shit back then. She was like, "Oh, we need her for Batgirl, of course." Uh, I mean, um, yeah, I I, be- I believe she could do a great job if she was if it was it would have been a good movie. George sure. Clooney, not that much, but yeah, he he is not good <laughs> no. as Batman. He is barely passable as um, uh, Bruce Wayne in that one. Yeah, um, but his Batman is terrible. Most I don't know, Batmans I don't know. are terrible. No. Actors. There's like no. Don't two say good. that. There's like two. My. Well, there. Well, quick tangent on Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I really like Michael Keaton, but I guess that's just nostalgia. Because no, Michael Keaton Batman is one of the two. Okay. From my point of view, I like Michael Keaton is good. I I think Christian Bale is good. Um, and that's I'm I'm t- I'm saying both as Batman and Bruce Wayne because some are good as Bruce Wayne but not as Batman. And vice I think versa. I think Michael Keaton is perfect. Michael Keaton is perfect, uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, but uh, 
uh, uh, not perfect Batman, but he does a good job. He's a good Batman. Yeah. He's better Bruce Wayne than Batman. If put it like that. Sure. I, th- I think um, Christian Bale, he has, his movies are great, but I think he, I don't know, I he's kind of a boring Batman, I'd say. I don't know, I like him. I like him. He's so, I, I, he's, he's, he's not, he's, he's not he's perfect, but. He's stiffer than Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton couldn't, Keaton couldn't have moved his head. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then of course, yeah, we both agree on on George Clooney, um, Val Kilmer. I think he's a pretty good Bruce Wayne, and a bland Batman. Yeah, but he's too bland. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, so, saying so he's a good. The Batman. two I'm saying is Michael Keaton, and even though I just shit on him, Christian Bale. That's the only two <laughs> okay. good Batmans, in my opinion. All okay. other is. Bad. We haven't talked about though Ben Affleck. What do you think? Don't no. Okay. No, he's like the Batman, the best detective ever. He's worthless. He's just a hulking big guy. That's all Batman is. Uh, Well, uh, Batfleck is. Sure. He's just a big hulking guy, and it's just that's not how it should be. Well, he's old now, so now he is like this. Well, okay, cool, fine. I guess Mister Freeze also can be a big hulking guy. Because he's dead now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Alright. Okay, yeah, okay. Now we, back, we to back, back to the actual movie. Back to the actual movie. Back to Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always yeah, go so... on these weird tangents. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But wait, 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 okay. okay. Uh, Nic- Nicholas Cage, yeah, he yeah. is... Um, I... Okay. Oh, fuck. What? Yeah, I'm almost having to go on another tangent. Because I want to say, <laughs> he is perfectly cast. And we said, no one else could play him. Um, but at the same time, and we, we did bring up some that, you know, were completely wrong for the movie. We said Judd Nelson would have worked, maybe? It would have worked, but it would have been a worse movie, but it, it yeah. could have worked. But then, like, we don't, we haven't seen anyone else make this performance. Now, I'm making this about another thing I read on Twitter. Maybe we shouldn't. Fucking... Because people... Um, maybe, maybe, like, uh, maybe he wasn't as big. It was just before he became big, but Jim Carrey? You think he could have done it? Let's say, like, 1994 Jim Carrey, when he's a little older, because he was, like, 20 back in yeah. 89. I would say... I would say... 2021 Jim Carrey could do it. Okay. But not back then. Remake? Question mark? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, but again, as, as I said in, in the beginning of this episode, is this movie is a kind of a boring movie with a lot of interesting ideas. And Nicolas Cage, he is the bridge between the interesting ideas and the boring movie. Definitely. He, he may, he, without that connection, they would. this would be just a regular direct to I guess at this point VHS um, direct yeah, to VHS yeah. pretty vampire movie that would that's oh, yeah, all yeah. what this would be the mental illness part wouldn't even be there with no, any yeah. other actor um, sure and yeah it yeah we've just been a boring boring regular movie and Nicolas Cage really does bring something completely new to this. Uh, So I can't see any other actor, no matter how weird or eccentric they are. But um, yeah, it's it's the perfect casting for a a mediocre movie. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 uh, like we like we mentioned before, this is this is the first time. Because always when people talk about Nicolas Cage and when he's in, in a new movie, they're always like, "Ooh, is he gonna be? You know, is he gonna go crazy in this movie?" Mm. This is the first time. This is like the first time you really saw that that Nicolas Cage properly. Yeah, I, I'm very so. interested. I would actually, I'm interested to see. I don't think we could find it, but what the reaction was to his performance in this movie when it came out, if people, because uh, because nowadays now that we know the the Rage Cage. Yeah. Uh, this seems like a very yeah Nicolas Cage movie. Um, Nicolas Cage acting yeah, exactly. performance. But, but at this point, was this like a big just slap in the face of people? Were people just blown away by how weird this performance was, or was this the yeah I don't know? Was it a surprise? That's, that's a... Mm. yeah I know I know. I'm I'm looking at let's just quickly looking through some reviews, and there is a. Let's see here. Entertainment Weekly reviewed it in 1996 for some reason. Okay. So at that point, of course, that oh maybe it's because he won an Oscar, so they talked oh, about it. Oh yeah. And he won an Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas, which is also a very very unhinged role, not mm. as unhinged, but um, and they wrote uh, playing a sleaze ball who has stumbled upon an excellent excuse for his bent. Cage holds the movie together as best he can. More important, he nails down his unique approach to acting, yeah. managing to be simultaneously stylized and naturalistic. But, but again, that's from '96. Exactly. So. That's that's from the perspective of we know who he is, and he actually won an Oscar for a, a similar performance. Yeah. So so that's I think that's a very kind review from with with hindsight 2020, so to speak. Yeah. Here um, is here is from the New Yorker though, and this is from 1889. Okay. Uh, June '89. Uh, they gave it a favorable review, 7 out of oh. 10. The picture seems to crumble because the writer and director don't distinguish Lowe, the Peter Lowe, the character, Lowe's fantasies from his actual life. But with Cage in the role, we certainly see the delusions at work. This daring kid starts over the top and just keeps going. He's airily amazing. Huh? Ah, so they appreciated the... At least they appreciated it back then. Mm-hmm. Um... But here's also uh, the New York Times, not the New Yorker, gave it a very bad review. Two out of ten. The fi- and I think this is from 89. doesn't say, but then I think it is from 89. Um, the film is dominated and destroyed by Mr. Cage's chaotic, <laughs> self-indulgent performance. It's self-indulgent, but I don't think yeah. it's destroyed by no, it. No, but, but that, that seems more as uh, what I was expecting from, from yeah. people who, who hadn't... See Ooh, this. this, yeah. Here, here, here. He gives Peter Peter Lowe the kind of sporadic, exaggerated mannerisms that should never live outside of acting class exercises. <laughs> yeah, okay, I I can see that, but mm. I don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And here's oh, the Rolling Stone gave it a zero out of ten. Mm. Just gotta read that. Yeah, I just uh, doesn't even sound that bad. But the bloodsuckers in this thriller may not have much bite. But here's a movie that can. Huh? It's guaranteed. Oh, here's a movie that can. It's guaranteed to drain the life out of an audience in minutes. No. No. The first minutes aren't boring, are they? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, it's, it's, pr- it's pretty boring in the beginning. I guess. I guess. Um, but yeah, so some people appreciated it back then. 
Huh? And I would, I would, yeah, I would like to read more, like, hear yeah. people like, he seemed so normal in Peggy Sue and, and Moonstruck. What happened? <laughs> I, would, I would like to see that reaction if, if, if it exists. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh... Oh, well, here's one <laughs> probably from a year, some years later because it's from TV Guide. So that was when it was going on TV. Uh, what is true? What truly distinguishes? And this is the highest rated uh, review. What truly distinguishes the movie is Cage's performance, which is so off the wall that even if you don't like it, you have to watch in awe. Yeah, well. but that's also informed by him. It's it's hindsight. So uh. anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a very interesting movie, uh, and I, I think I think everyone who hasn't seen it should watch it. Uh, oh yeah, even I mean even if though- you. Even though, even you... if, oh, yeah, sure. No, go. no, no. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Go I, I was gonna say, even though uh, there is a big chance you may not like it, or would it be in your 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 kind of movie? It's it's a movie that you should see. Uh, oh yeah, because of the the, the sheer. It's so original. His performance and how it is and. Yeah, even it's also quite just, unique. Just to see where where Nicolas Cage started. I mean, this isn't his first movie, but it's, this is the first Rage Cage movie. And yeah, like we said, it, cem- it cements his his acting style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, as, uh, you, you 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 can watch it because of that if you just enjoy watching wacky movies, but also. Um, I would definitely recommend it if you like to like analyze and pick apart a movie because there is so much to pick apart in this movie. Yeah, uh, and I, 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 we, we talk a lot about we haven't, we probably won't go too much into it since this episode is almost over. But there are so and 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 I'm, I'm so it's in it's in the commentary track <laughs> if you want to listen to that and my video I go through a lot of the, the- theories, both some theories that a lot of people have and some that I uh, thought up on my own because. There is there is so much like subtext and meta stuff in this movie um, regarding vampirism and 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 um, relationships, po- power positions within relationships. Yeah. Um, too too much almost like like you said in the commentary track. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I was gonna say is to, to to end on that before we go to the score. Uh, yeah. If if you haven't seen the movie and you're gonna watch it, uh, some some theories just something to think about while watching it. It is first of all, is he becoming a vampire or is he crazy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is is the mo- and, and just this uh, bigger concept, broader concept we talked about with uh, is this a movie about yeah power structure in the re- relationship, realizing that you as a powerful man uh, have uh, actually enjoy being uh, the submissive one in in the bedroom. Yeah. Is that what I mean, the movie yeah. is about? Or, Submissive tendencies, yeah. Or is it that he's on uh, on a week-long bender? Or Yeah, is he just <laughs> drug, drugged out of his skull? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's or another it, one. Or is it more just about a, a person who is seemed to be incapable to make a real connection with another person, even though he needs it or wants it? Yeah. And, and the last yeah. one. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'll say the one, um, my favorite, and the one you thought is was reading too much into it. <laughs> is is this is this a movie about losing one's identity, be, mm. be, uh, becoming that which you which you uh, uh, deep down inside actually loathes? 
That's uh, that's that's my favorite theory. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say, the, and, and the, is and is vam- vampirism just a metaphor for losing your identity? And I was gonna say the last the last thing to think about while watching the movie okay. uh, is the character of Rachel, the vampire lady. Yes, is she real? Is she not real? Is she there? Is she real sometimes? And in and if she's real sometimes, when is she real? And when is she? Isn't she? Is she a vampire? Is she not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of things to think about during the movie, and that's just a few of the things that we discussed. So I, I think yeah. there are, there are more theories out there. <laughs> yeah, and I think with just those things in mind, uh, even though you think the movie is really boring and not for you, just having those things in the back of your head could make it more enjoyable to just analyze it, looking out for those things. Definitely. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, what score are you going to give this movie? Well, <laughs> feels, um, uh, feels like I, I know what, but uh... uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been I've been giving it a lot of sevens so far, mm-hmm. with a couple of exceptions. Um, uh, uh, uh but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah, All for right. me, it's 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 and it's an eleven out of ten if you want. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think this is. Beyond amazing. I love it unconditionally. <laughs> it is on my top... Uh, no, it is on my top ten list. Best uh, movies ever. Jesus. Yep. So I'm, Unironically, I love it. So I... This is, is going to be a kind of weird score for me, because I usually don't give scores in this way. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, I guess. Uh, well, I, I usually don't give it... So I, I'm going to give this movie a <laughs> seven... Oh, yes, okay. it is. Yeah, but because of the uh, all the talk, all the analyzing you can do, and all the talking you can do, and I can, I mean, we've done like three hours of talking of this movie at this point. Uh, yeah, uh, basically. And I still feel like I can do it for a, quite a while longer. Oh, uh, sure. And just because of that, I'm I'm gonna bump it up to a, actually actually a nine. Uh, oh my but, god! But I mean, that's two scores just because it's not the movie; it's just everything around the movie. So it's yeah, a, yeah. So so it's a it's a it's a it's a split score. You could say seven or nine. It depends on if you want to take in everything around it, or if you're just gonna take the movie for face value. That's. And I'm I'm I am uh, I suppose that's a Star Trek reference. Huh? No, no. Okay, no, it was actually, t- it wasn't. It wasn't like. <laughs> okay. I was the, whatever. The se- <laughs> there's a there's a character in Star Trek Voyager called Seven of Nine. Uh, uh, okay, whatever. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, but there are there are definitely movies like that. Yes, I I, I could also give this a split score if I wanted to. Like on a surface level, uh, it's like a five, six, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, for me, it is a it is a ten because of all the other stuff yeah. and because of Nicolas Cage. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we'll see about it. Uh, it depends. Um, and it's also the same. I mean, when we far, when we first saw Rumblefish, I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, I talked about like this is probably a great movie. I just haven't figured it out yet because I saw it the same day. And then later, I between episodes, I went into our list and I did bump it up to an eight because yeah. it is a, a great movie. So yeah, the same the, thing here. You know. the, the biggest thing for me is I. I I think I never in in my life bumped a movie up two scores just because I like to talk about it. But no, that's that's a lot. It's a big bump. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll just I just uh, decide on an eight later on. We'll see. But at the moment, nine or seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. It adds to the chaotic nature of this movie. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. perfect. So uh, yeah, uh, so this movie was made as we said in 1989. Yes, he actually only made one movie in 1989, and this this one. And yep. he didn't make any movies in 1988. No. Uh, but I think this one started production in 88, so... That, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was shot during 88, yeah. Uh, but the next year, 1999... No, was 1990. 1990. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> 1990. There was a lot of 90s. Yeah. Uh, 1990. Uh, he was very busy. He did four yeah, like movies. Four movies, yeah. Uh, and one of them, which is... Uh, next week... It's an Italian movie, which yeah. I think is in. Uh, I, I I think he's the only English speaking character in that movie. I think. Yeah. Um. I the version I found because it's we've talked about some of these early movies are kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. This is one of those. Uh, the only place I found it was on YouTube as a YouTube video. Yeah. You can't rent it. You can't buy it. It's gone basically. Um. And I yeah he is. He's dubbed in that version. He's dubbed to Italian, All and right. the rest of them are just Italian-speaking actors. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that movie. Uh, <laughs> that name. It's it's a Tempo di Uce- Uccidere. Uh, okay, I don't know right. what that means, but something with time. Yeah. I think Tempo means time. So so I I read a little about the movie because it's, it's uh, stuck out to me just being in Italian, and I didn't yeah. think he made any Italian movies, but apparently he did. Um. It, it's uh, it's sort of a war movie from our gathered. And yeah, I'm not really that excited for it, but that's next week. I haven't, yeah, I haven't looked into it at all, actually. Uh, oh wait, here, oh, well, he, I, oh yeah, on IMDb, the the title is "Time to Kill," so that's the mm, that's the English kill, title, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's next. That's week. for next week. Yeah. And that's gonna be a regular episode, so we, we, we there won't be any commentary track for that. Um, at at this point, we don't have any plans to make any more commentary tracks. But uh, if you if you do subscribe to the Patreon and listen to the commentary track, uh, and it, it, please leave a comment if you like it. We'll we'll make more Nicolas Cage commentary tracks. Um, but otherwise, you know, you, we we'll we'll just make regular episodes. Um, and you can, like we said before, you can find those on 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 uh, well on Patreon. You can hear them in advance, um, at least at least a couple of weeks in advance. But then they will they will be on YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can hear this podcast. So check us out there, uh, leave a like or a five star or whatever, and um, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode when we talk about. Uh, Tempo di uccidere, or time to kill. Bye. Bye, everyone. The Nicolas Cage Podcast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's produced, directed, and edited by Tobias Vidian. Hosted by Tobias Vidian and Christopher Billian after an original idea by Christopher Billian. Executive producer is Annika Vidian. And a big thank you to all our sponsors over at Patreon for keeping the show going. Laura Kinney, Rasmus Jonsson, Mom and Dad. If you also want to join our Patreon, you can at www.patreon.com slash don't make a scene. 
help us keep the show going.